0: You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. And today I am going to give you part three of the series that we've been going through, Show Up and Shine. And today on day three, it is all about conquering your fear. So we're going to be covering the common fears that keep you small and struggling. And you are going to have some ways to Overcome those things. So, I hope that you enjoy this recording and make sure that you download your worksheet. Here you go. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for day three of our Show Up and Shine Challenge. Today, and on day number three, we are going to be talking about conquering fear. And of course, most of us can say that outside of consistency, the thing that we need to overcome the most is our fear that makes us play small. And so I'm going to be sharing with you some things that we've shared in the past about overcoming fear in that fear of being uncomfortable. We've talked a little bit about that fear of the unknown. And then I'm also gonna be bringing in a couple of other fears that you may not have considered. I love to talk about how we can face our fears because spiritually speaking, fear comes from the enemy. And it's how he keeps us from becoming and doing God's will. And so it's his biggest weapon and it's his only weapon is lies. And using those lies to create fear is the way that he keeps most of us living a life that isn't to the fullest that we want to receive and God wants for us. I'm privileged to be able to try to share with you some of the things that I've learned along the way and see if we can help you to understand and see things differently. And I'm going to give you some simple tactics at the end. And a matter of fact, for your homework, you're going to be able to walk away with a really simple way to make a plan to overcome fear. So I think that you're going to appreciate that because I like to give you not only the information and help you to understand why it's happening so that you can face it, but I also want to give you specific actions that you can take and things that you can do to help move you forward. So please, please, for yourself, print out the worksheet and do your homework. And so let's get into that. The anchoring scripture of today is, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. And that's Isaiah 41, 13. So He takes hold of your right hand and he says, do not fear, I will help you. So that could have been said in many ways. But to say that he takes hold of your hand, then that would make me feel like he's saying he's right there leading you. He's leading you. And so you don't have to be afraid as you're going forward and going in faith towards something that he wants for you. Because if he's leading you, he's going to help you to conquer it. And so you have to believe that. So so first we talk about fear of failure we're going to be talking about fear of the unknown fear of change fear of rejection and fear of success so that's a couple different ones there that i've not talked about much with you guys that i'm excited to share so when we get into fear of failure you need to know that failure is part of the process because failing and doing something where you mess it up or it doesn't go as planned, then it's part of the process of you learning so that you can learn the right way to do it. And, you know, I always love that Thomas Edison, when he was creating the light bulb, he said that he didn't fail because he ultimately, because he didn't quit, he, he did make it work, but he found a thousand ways how it didn't work. And so sometimes we have to try things and even try for a little while to see if it's actually something that works. So even in what I do, they talk to us about, talk about a whole lot of different topics and then find out which ones people resonate with. Because I'm here for you guys and I want to help you, to help you to rise up and to become the person that you desire to be. And I want you to remember that the enemy is always there trying to keep you from doing that thing that is going to help you to rise. He's gonna keep creating excuses for you. So I want you to accept that failure is part of the process and it's how you learn. And so that's one thing that when you are getting to a place where you're like, I'm so afraid because what if I fail, then you say, well, if I fail, that's me growing. And it's good because that means I'm willing to do something to make something happen. So the next thing is, is that the reason why we're afraid of failure is that the ego, which is our human nature, the ego, which is our selfish nature, is it wants you to be perfect so that no one can criticize you. And I know I was child number four in my family and my siblings loved to pick at me and point out everything that I did that they didn't agree with and make fun of me. And so I really grew up trying so hard to not be criticized where I would criticize myself before anybody else could point out something wrong with me. I criticize myself and I still do that. It's still like a habit that I do that I've been trying to break but I tend to do it because it's a protection mechanism. So maybe you would do that as well because we just hate the idea of somebody criticizing us, particularly when you're a people pleaser by nature. It's hurtful when someone's criticizing you because you're always trying so hard to make everyone happy. I've said this before that what I've been working on is that I've been allowing myself to be a beautiful mess As I go through and I'm doing new things and I'm pushing myself and I'm exploring new territories, I'm allowing it to be messy, to not feel like I need it to be perfect, to to do things that aren't going to work the way that they're supposed to work. And I'm allowing myself to learn through that process and I'm being a beautiful mess. So what Leanda says is that she's afraid of being able to to be successful because of lack of money and organization and time. And so that is absolutely like, so such a common thing, Landa, you're not alone. And what happens is in order for us to really grow. So think about it. The natural way of things on this earth and the way that the enemy has most people held is chaos. And now God is different. God is a God of order. And so what we have to do to go and be organized, to capture the time that we need to make something happen, to create money in order to make a choice to move forward. Because a lot of times in business, we all know we have to have some kind of money. Then it's going to take intention and it's going to take patience. And so what I talked about yesterday and day two is about how, that kind of a feeling of lack is actually keeping you really pushing and determined. Whereas God wants us to surrender and to allow and to have faith and to step out in a way that you can then do and align with the way that he does things. So God says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so that means that our natural inclination if we if we don't have money or or we feel chaos is just to let it kind of keep us held like chains on our wrists but what god wants us to do is to have faith that if he has called you to it he's going to provide a way but that doesn't mean that he's just going to be like ah open up everything just because you want it you have to you have to do your part And so I know back in the day when we first got in our network marketing company and we couldn't afford things, then unfortunately we made a horrible choice and we charged things. So we were just pretending that we were in the game because you had to buy the products to make it, you know, to to use them, to be able to to sell and build and, and to seem like you were playing in the game. But basically what we were doing, where we were buying into the game and not only were we buying into the game and spending money on things that we couldn't afford, we were charging it. And so all that did was create debt for us. And we had fear around people not taking us seriously because we were very young when we've gotten our first network marketing company. What I would say to that in a coaching type sense is first of all, you do need to take care of the money. So that means that you might have to go back and you might have to look at what am I spending money on that I can take away? What can I sell and release that will help me to, pay down some things to help resituate our thing. It might be that you need to just go get something that you can make predictable income on or you can be mentored by me and I can help show you how to to do things in a way that it might take a little bit of time but you could eventually start getting people interested in buying from you. But it's very important for us if we've not been showing up consistently, like what we talked about on day one, if we're not being consistent, then we haven't had an opportunity to build trust with people. And if we haven't built trust with people, then they're not going to buy from us. And then if we're struggling with money, we have beliefs in our heart where we make decisions for people that they can't afford it either because we know that we can't really afford it because we're struggling. And if we know if we buy something, then likely we're gonna pay for it later in that we're gonna be behind on something else because there's just not enough money in the budget. So sometimes we have to go back before we can move forward. And we need to really use wisdom in our situation. And I have absolutely been there. I've been there in a time when we shouldn't have been there because we make plenty of money, but we were mismanaging our funds. And I want you to know that people can be broke at any level. So don't ever think that just because somebody seems to have more money, even that they are doing better than you. We all have to be stewards of what we've been given and very few of us were brought up right in order to manage that. I do have some podcasts out there that I could recommend to you. Um, I have a podcast about building a wealthy mindset and then I have the second part of that which is the surprising thing you didn't know about building wealth and those two podcasts on my Inspiring Your Shine podcast talk about you know, lack mindset and how to overcome that and w- how to develop patience, which is so important when you're building wealth. So those might be really good resources for you. But at the end of the day, we do have to be intentional. And so when it comes to your time and organization, I said it in the consistency challenge. And I even, I think maybe re-mentioned it yesterday, but we have to have that tiger time. We need to build that tiger time so that we can make sure that we are working on the things that matter the most during the time that we do have. Because a lot of times we do have time, we just using our time not effectively. And so there are some hard choices because we do have to change in order to, to make something shift, right? You can't just keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So the next thing on failure is And this is kind of for you too, is that our past experiences have given us evidence that it's not going to work. And so we, of course, as we go through life, we are programming our brain with our experiences and how we're perceiving the world. And so when we try to do things and it doesn't work, then we can build up a belief that we aren't capable, that it's just, you know, it's a lie that not everybody really makes it, that you have to have a special circumstance in order to rise and to be successful. And apparently that's not something that you possess is, is a lot of times the belief that you start building up. And I've been there. We were in a network marketing company for eight years and we attended everything and we tried, we really did try, but we could not break through. And it wasn't until I got in my next company that I finally had my breakthrough. She says that she needs help getting organized. And and you know, sometimes we do need somebody else's eyes on things and to talk about it and to for people to see where you might be able to let go because we're too close to the situation. And so it's it's a good idea when you're struggling with something. I know sometimes I'll have such a just a disorderly mess um that I need my friend Kara comes over and she helps me to see things differently. I have a lot of friends that are very organized actually, my friend May helps me too. And I mean, I love to organize, but sometimes I get overwhelmed at the sheer size and mess and you know, how long it feels like it's gonna take. And so a lot of times just getting another pair of eyes on something, they can give you insight. The things that you can't see because you've been doing it so long one way, it's hard for you to see outside of that box. So yeah, we have to really accept the, what are the past experiences that we've had and how did they make us feel? And we need to recognize that we have thoughts going on inside of our mind convincing us that that is our evidence. That is what, how we believe. And so it is going to direct our action. So we have to kind of face it. So that's part of fears. We have to face it. You can either let fear continue to chase you around or you can face it. And once you face it, it will dissipate. And so just like with your disorganization and your feeling of lack of money and time, it's probably that you just keep running from it and we need to stop and we need to face the reality of it and start making true efforts toward fixing it so it doesn't continue to haunt you. So the next thing that we have fears around is the unknown. So we need to activate our faith muscle and that is that faith isn't just hoping but it is taking action hoping that things will be the way that we are envisioning but of course we often will envision like a really perfect scenario and that's not always how it plays out so we can lose hope our disappointment of what we talked about yesterday is the problem with having expectations but what we need to do is just stay focused on the process and just knowing that if If I do this process and I'm gonna keep looking at it week to week and I'm going to review and I'm going to reset and try a little differently or see if it's really working after a while. Do I just need to do it more? Do I need to learn and do it different? Like, why isn't it working? We have to just commit to the process of sowing and the harvest will come when we are just committed and we will be building that momentum because we're not only learning through the process, but we are doing something. And when you do something, something happens. So just like when you plant seeds, maybe not every seed will come to fruition, but if you do your best and you keep tending to it, it will eventually bear something. And and then that will build up your hope for that, okay, if a little bit happened, then more can happen. Then I want you to know that When you're in new situations, it puts your brain on high alert because it doesn't know what's ahead. So it puts you in that fear space of, or flight kind of a feeling because it's unknown and so it's normal for us to have nervousness when we can't picture what's ahead when we don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to go i mean the same feelings and sensations that you have if you need to like speak in front of somebody it's what i felt when i first started coming live because i was like what if i mess up and make a fool of myself so really the feelings of the unknown are like a dangerous thing we want We want to know if there's something ahead that we need to avoid, but we have no way of knowing. And so it puts our brain on high alert. We need to accept that. When we are in a new situation, we are gonna feel nervous and scared as we're first starting to do something. And we just have to embrace those feelings of feeling uncomfortable and like that nervous feeling and tension that you get and be okay with that. And just tell yourself, we're gonna do it anyways. And just like if you are going to make contact with somebody, it used to be that we had to do a lot of phone calls. We don't have to do that so much anymore. But I remember I would before I pick up the phone, I'd be so scared and I would like just make it into like this huge deal. And it didn't have to be. But sometimes I would just like have to tell myself, just do it, do it, do it. And I would just go pick up the phone and I would just start dialing scared. And so I don't want you to think that you need to wait until you feel 100% fully confident before you take action. You just start taking action, imperfect action, scared action, and as long as you are willing to learn and, and grow from it, then eventually you're gonna again, get results. And then the last thing about the fear of the unknown is that you have to accept that there's always going to be a level of unknown and you can't control everything. And somebody once gave me this example of, if you were to take a piece of paper and draw a triangle on it, and then you drew a line from the the top to the bottom of the triangle, on this side of the triangle is all the things that you could prepare for, predict, that you could learn from somebody else, anything that you could know, but there's always that other half of things that you could never know, because we just cannot read the future. We don't know what the future holds, but we can stand firm on the foundation of knowing that God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And that even if we are faced with something that feels scary and overwhelming, that God says that he will hold, he will lead us by his, with his right hand. He'll he'll hold onto our right hand and lead us. And we don't have to fear because he's going to be with us through all the things of our life. We need to always remember that we are held by God. We are held. We are his. Even when we are not treating him as our father, we are his and he has a plan for us. And he's always looking to try to redirect us and help us whenever we can. So yes. And Amber says, yes, do it scared. And so I so respect that Amber is saying that because the reason why Amber has success is because she does it scared all the time. I guarantee it. I remember when I sat down with Amber to build her first retreat and she felt like so nervous about how that would go because she'd never done it before. And I was the one that was confident, like, we can do this. It's gonna be amazing. All we have to do is this, this, and this. And she took it from there and just ran with it. And it ended up that now she's um, just finished her third retreat and they've been going great and people love them. So it's great when we are able to face our fears and just do it scared. And there is also a do it scared podcast by Ruth Sukup. That's really good too. If you really struggle with fear, I like it. And it's a book as well. And, and yeah, so Leanda says that she's intimidated more than scared, but it's still that feeling of like, you're going to have to be what we talked about yesterday is surrender is audacious because you have to take an audacious, bold step in order to, to overcome that. And so, yeah, I completely understand Leanda. It is intimidating. I still get intimidated, but the more that we are centered in and aligned with what we're doing, and we really, if we really believe in what we're doing and how it can help people, and our eyes aren't on ourselves, it's not about what we're getting out of it for ourselves, which is what we talked about yesterday. It's about showing up to serve. Then you, it takes that your eyes off yourself, and those feelings of intimidation can go away because once you start chatting with that person, you realize that you have answers for them, and you can support them and help them in whatever way you can, whatever solution you have for them through products or services, then it feels good to actually be there to help them. And so the the next thing is that we are afraid of change. And we are, we, again, your brain is programmed all of your life up until however many years old you are, your brain has been being programmed and to recognize like this is how life goes. And so when we start trying to do something different then it puts us on high alert it makes us nervous it makes us question things because it's trying to keep us safe whenever we are faced with any kind of a change The letting go process is what I talked about yesterday. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. The letting go process is painful. Whenever something changes, even with your kids as they're growing up, when they change from being the toddler that's cuddling with you all the time to the independent child that's running around and never wants to even sit still long enough to let you hold them, or your teenagers as they go off with their independence and they'll no longer let you cuddle them at all, or you know, as they leave and they're adults, but you're still their parent and you still want what's best for them and they're still not fully wise and they don't know it then it's a whole process of like the letting go and change and it's painful and that's why people talk about these different seasons of their life and how painful it can be so amber says that um she was so glad that i pushed her to do that retreat now because she does feel like it was very successful that when she walked in that cabin and the retreat was there and it was happening she felt so incredible about it. And and we get to, that is what we get to celebrate the victories of when we face those things that we're intimidated of, the things that are unknown, the things that we're afraid of letting go of something else to receive something greater, the change. And you know, even Leanda, for you, like I'm just saying, if your job makes you too crazy busy with the hours and it doesn't pay you enough, then maybe God has a better job for you. And it can still be a better job that can be a bridge job until you can do your own thing through your network marketing business and be free from that. Cause certainly we can make full-time incomes in network marketing. Um, right now Amber's on here and she's done it for years and years and years and years. Like I think it's like been like 15 years that she's made a full-time income from Pampered Chef. So I know we all can do it, we really can. I made a full-time income from Leah Sophia. We are still talking about change. And so the way that we can deal with change, I hope you get that the reason why change is hard is because you're in a comfort zone, you've programmed your brain in in a way. And so now we need to stretch ourselves outside of that comfort zone and we're putting ourselves into that fear zone more often. But the fear zone is the growth zone and it's where all the good things, they have you heard that quote? All the good things are outside your comfort zone. And it's true because you're never going to get more than what you have today if you are unwilling to step out of your comfort zone. Your life will continue to be the same. It will look exactly the same as it does now, pretty much, very much the same in 10 years from now. So we have to be pushing and pushing and or not pushing in a negative way because we talked about that yesterday, but we need to be able to embrace the feeling of fear and growth and putting ourselves in that growth zone in order to move forward. So I don't want to use the wrong words that are contradicting what I said yesterday. So yesterday was all about not pushing and surrendering. So we, we want to surrender. And a part of that is accepting that it's, it's part of the process. So one story that I can tell you is when I was in boot camp and I got in trouble all the time and I was in IT and I was just crying and crying and I just wanted to quit so bad. And I was just so afraid that I didn't have what it took to make it really was what it was because everybody had been like, you're going in the military, like that's ridiculous. But then I had to find this gumption inside of me. And I remember during that being exercised where I was literally slipping in my sweat and I was just miserable because I couldn't stop. I had no control. They I felt like a complete slave. Then in that moment I had to accept that I was not quitting and so I had to surrender. I had to completely surrender to the process and so when you're in surrender and you are going through these things that are making you uncomfortable when you're in surrender to it and you're not fighting against it then it's a lot easier to get through and so after that everything was a breeze for me. I just like once I surrendered like it wasn't hard anymore because I wasn't fighting myself so fear is really just you fighting yourself. You're fighting yourself to move forward because you want to stay comfortable. And then the last part of change is that, I already said it, we just have to embrace the fear and we manage our fear when we're in a point of change. So good. All right, so now we move into the fear of rejection. And the fear of rejection is when I'm an emotional person. I'm not a logical person. I'm I'm a relationship person, a people person. And so I take, I'm not logical where I can separate things. My emotions are involved in everything that I do. And maybe you're like that too. Logical people have a better ability to operate even if they, um, Like they don't let it bother them so much, I guess you would say. So like they could do the task without getting really emotionally involved in it. Whereas everything I do, I'm emotionally involved in. And maybe you're like that too. So when it comes to rejection, we have to get to a place where we're not taking things personally when we are doing our job. Because if you're at a job and you're you're doing a job, a lot of times... You don't take it so personally. When somebody says no or gets rude at you or anything, you're just doing your job. But for some reason, when we get in business for ourselves, we start taking everything personally and it's a personal attack on us when it really isn't at all. We're just representing a product or a service and we're just trying to serve and maybe it doesn't always work out for that customer and that's okay because everybody's different. I mean, Amber was on a call once when when one of the clients that I was working with was like, I hate this and I like, it would have been easy for me to like get upset that she said that, but I chose not to take it as a personal rejection. And I chose to realize that it was about her, not me, that she was uncomfortable with this growth and the questions that I was asking and how I was trying to get her to to look inside of herself. It was uncomfortable for her. And so we need to make sure that we understand that we can't take things so personally, that it's not about us all the time. And then the other thing about rejection is that, Oh, and, and what I put on here is that their opinion doesn't pay your bills. And so that's really so true. If we can just get to that point where even if somebody doesn't agree with us and they are criticizing something we're doing or aren't happy, we can do everything in our power, of course, to make them happy, but their opinion of whatever it is doesn't pay our bills. So if they say no and they don't agree with what we're doing as an income, it's okay. We don't have to please everyone. The other thing, the reason why we get rejection, feelings of rejections and we have fear of it is because we have a low opinion of ourselves. And so then we're always looking for the feedback around us to tell us that we are enough, that we are doing okay, that we're doing a good job. And it's so important for us to be able to To get to a place where we love ourselves and we're so centered with who we are. And I talked about it yesterday in surrender is self-assured. Being self-assured and taking inspired action because you're centered and you know that what you have is good. And that everybody's not going to want it. But you have a gift to give and you're committed to continuing to try to offer that gift. So you will have to work on your own self-worth. If you don't think that you're worthy, then you will continue to have problems because you will never allow yourself to have good things come into your life if you don't believe you're worthy. I definitely have podcasts about the one that I can think of is the one about not being enough. And so that one has a download with it too and would really help you, I think. And so then the next thing is that belonging is, is about rejection is that belonging is one of our strongest desires. So I had read a book that Brene Brown put out and it was about belonging. I think the name of the book was belonging and how it is from the time that we're young and children, like all we want is to belong and to feel accepted. And so that is why we're so afraid of rejection because it's one of the strongest desires that we have. It's at the core of who we are. We want to belong and be a part of something bigger than ourselves because God created us all to work interchangeably. Like we are all a parts of the body that come together to make something whole. And so that is something that God put inside of you because he doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to be independent where you aren't using and serving other people. That's what you're created to do. And so that is why you struggle with wanting to be not be rejected and to protect that because it's something that's such a core of who you are. You know, just know that about yourselves, that you are protecting yourself because it is something that's really important to all of us. And so the last part of the fears that I want to talk to you about is fear of success. Fear of success is, first of all, we actually have a fear of standing out of the crowd, being different. And this really comes up in about fourth or fifth grade. If you have a child or if you remember for yourself, fourth or fifth grade, you start to notice the feedback from the world where you start to get pressured about what you're wearing, how you're behaving, what you're doing. And that's that social pressure. And everybody wants to try to acclimate to what the norm is and to stand out from the crowd is super uncomfortable. Matter of fact, the kids that were strong enough to stand out from the kids, the other kids that were in the outer circles, what were they called? They were grouped as different things, right? You had your stoners is what we called them. And those were a lot of times the creative free spirits. And they were the ones that just wanted to have fun or maybe had a little bit of a beach bum kind of an attitude. And then you had like your, what we called the nerds, unfortunately, cause now those are my favorite people. But at the time they were so set apart cause they were logical enough and wise enough and, and had self-assurance enough to stand apart from people that they didn't feel the need to acclimate when it comes to being afraid to be successful, a lot of times in order to be successful, you have to stand out from the crowd. You have to do things that other people are unwilling to do. You have to be audacious and take audacious action and many people that feel so uncomfortable because you're putting your head above the crowd and what do they say about when you put your head above the crowd, then you can get tomatoes. And I mean, I have a daughter who's so talented on like being funny and video and she does not wanna put herself out there on making a YouTube channel on the regular because she's so afraid of criticism. She doesn't wanna stand out, but to be successful and when you're successful, you do stand out. It's what it takes to be a leader. You have to start standing out from the crowd because people want to follow people who are standing out and not just doing what everybody else is doing. And God created you to be so unique and he wants you to stand out. You were never meant to blend in. Yes, we're meant to belong and be a part and strengthen one another's weaknesses and to work together for his glory. But we were never meant to be just like everybody else. That's a lie from the enemy. The last couple things here about success is imposter syndrome. So a lot of times that belief of how we grew up and what other people said that we were, and maybe if you weren't encouraged and you are still trying to fall in alignment. And so you are feeling like you're an imposter. So an imposter syndrome is that you don't feel like you're, you're worth it, that you're enough, that you can do it and so when you start to to try to put that on and start actually doing the work then what happens is your brain is like wait this isn't who you are that's not what they said that you are why do you think that you can be that who do you think that you are that you can call yourself a personal growth mentor like i have done and i mean i get attacks like that from my own mind all the time and so will you who who are you to think that you could be a leader? Who are you to think that you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year? Who are you? You come from nothing, you know? And so it's his whole imposter syndrome and that's fear of success. And then, and so it's like overcoming ourselves and our old way of thinking and our own limitations. And then the last thing on that is being afraid of what the journey will require. So I could see this in Leanda, and I know she's not here anymore, she had to go, but if you are listening back to this Leanda, I can see that, that we, you know, we're afraid of what the journey will require because when we think about what we really would have to be doing in order to be successful in a network marketing business, then it feels overwhelming on top of every single thing else that we have going on. And and um, I wrote an article once about like the reason why people aren't successful in this industry. And one of the things that I talked about is because you can't fit it into the cracks of your life. You will have to make it a priority. You will have to make time for it. You will have to put it not first, but it needs to be in the top priorities of your life. And many times we aren't we are trying to keep our life going exactly how it was, and then we try to add a business in on top of it, and we don't have any money or I'm sorry, we don't have any time, well, probably money too, to do all of that. So something has to change. And again, we are adverse to change and we want to stay comfortable. Our brain wants us to stay comfortable. And so we're fighting against ourselves all the time. But don't worry because I want to teach you a couple of things now and in your homework to help you to help yourself be more comfortable with change and facing things and moving forward. And so, I had put this on here as fear loosens it, its grip when you face it and understand it. So a lot of times we're continuing in fear to run from something and not face it. And we continue to do the same things instead of trying to stop and stand and understand. Um, when you understand, then it loses its power. And so the enemy wants you to stay confused and clueless. And he wants you to stay in a place where you don't have any idea What's going on and how, how easy it would be for you to change to get to where you want to go. He wants to keep you confused, overwhelmed, you know, small. And so all you have to do is face it, start looking at it, understanding it, giving yourself grace about how you feel and what you've struggled with, that it's not that you're not enough or you're bad or, you know, you're not capable. It's, it's not that at all. It's just that you need to take some steps that you aren't currently taking. And that's the only difference between you and somebody who's successful. They stopped and they understood what was keeping them back and they overcame it. And you can too. So um, this is what you're going to be doing in your homework is, first of all, to lessen fear, what you can do is do research around it. So you can you can do research to help you gain a base of knowledge. So when you first get into, let's just say, network marketing, you can do a lot of research and start learning what are these people doing, what are the best tactics. You could start trying out some things and seeing how they feel for you and what you're doing. And you can use other people's knowledge and the knowledge that's already out there to start building your foundation for what you can do. And so we have to have some kind of guidelines. So research is a really great thing. So find your mechanism of research, a great place for you to find out information so you can can go forward. And and honestly, this place in Social Selling Success Society is a great place for that. And then you wanna make sure that you seek out some mentorship. So there are people that are either in your upline or people like me, um, somebody else that's successful that you could get mentored by. Um, and mentorship and people that are already successful will help you to build up your belief in the possibility. They will help you to take the mysteries out of what they've done to get to where they wanna go. That's why we all are addicted in love, right? Success stories. We all love a good testimony and a good story of somebody overcoming and how far they've come and where they are now because we are looking for hope in that and so mentorship and having some somebody you respect that's already where you want to be or further ahead than you is really good and so a lot of times uh, we don't we're too humble We, we don't feel like worthy enough to ask for that mentorship but leaders if you are willing and you're truly in a place to grow they will do it they will take time with you and because they want to see you grow too when you take the initiative but don't expect them to come and ask you you have to take the initiative And then after you have sought out mentorship, you've done all the research that you can and you're diligently trying to seek knowledge so that you can understand better, then what you need to do is you need to make a detailed plan. So I've said this before that why are you successful at your job, but you can't make your business work? Well, a lot of times it's simple as you don't have a plan. So when you go to work, you know exactly what you need to do. They've told you what you need to be doing. But when you start your own business, nobody's telling you exactly. They might be giving you some kind of guidelines and a roadmap, but nobody's telling you exactly. So it's important for you to make your own plan of action. So um, last challenge, one of the the last things that I had you guys do was I had you make a five-year goal, a one-year goal, break it into months and then a week and then come up with your daily schedule. So you need to get to that where you come up with a daily schedule of what you Are going to be doing and once you know what you're going to be doing you can just work the plan you can focus on the process the enemy will keep us confused and not knowing and overwhelmed and he has a lot of room to mess with our thoughts and keep us scared and in fear if we don't know what we're doing when you have a a a solid plan then it's it takes away all that noise because you can just get to work you have a plan you can work your plan and then lastly is that you have to activate your faith by stepping out boldly, doing it scared, overcoming your, you know, your your fear, overcoming, what did Leanda call it, her um, just feeling awkward about it. You know, it feels awkward when you first get going and started. That's not exactly the word she used, but you know what I mean? It does, it feels uncomfortable when you start implementing anything new. And so just accept that this is part of the process. That's part of the feeling of like that I'm failing, that as I'm doing this, it feels awkward and wrong and I don't know what I'm doing and I am I messed it up. But that is how you're going to learn and get better every single day. So thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your time and I appreciate that you have taken the time for yourself. Make sure that you do your worksheet. It will help you to create your own plan of research and mentorship and and your own daily action plan as well. So thanks so much for listening and oh before I go actually um, you need to know that tomorrow is we are going to be talking about how to be a modern influencer. So now that we have learned how to be consistent we've learned how to get out of our own way and surrender and just allow good things into our life and stop blocking them and stop pushing everything um, so hard where it's about us and we learn how to stop leading with our ego and then we can um, now overcome our fears because we're adjusting that then now we can step into having impact in the lives of other people and really becoming influential to other people and leading them to a result so it's going to be amazing i'm really excited about this one about being a modern influencer we're going to be looking at what are the channels that you can influence in what role do you personally play and i'm going to give you a tool to help you to figure that out and You know, how can, what could be your plan to show up and start making an impact and attracting people to you so you don't have to chase anyone ever again. So thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow when we're talking about becoming a modern influencer. Bye.